Welcome back to the Mailin' Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Shivery, coming to you live from the Lodge in Austin, Texas. Joining me is my co-host, Sally DeFreeze. What's up, Sal? <laughs> what? I'm just waiting for one of y'all to do the Cole Campbell thing. <laughs> okay, so we just watched a Cole Campbell story on Instagram, and it's like next... No, it's not a story. It's no, a regular it's, post. It's, it's a straight post. It's he knew post. how Fuego that was. And it is... It's like the fun... <laughs> it's like the... It's like the best post I've ever seen. And, uh, well, you got to go watch it. I think he's private, actually, so you might have to get, he a, you might have to get approved first, but it's worth it, I promise you. Um, God damn. <laughs> God damn. Okay. I don't like it. You don't like GDs. I don't either. But I don't like I don't like throwing cool. out a GD. I don't. Uh, if you're quoting Cole Campbell, it's just, it makes it acceptable. Uh, one of Will's friends. I think I've told this before. Maybe I haven't. We were watching the Ohio State game with them, or the Ohio State-Michigan game, I should say, uh, one Thanksgiving at their house in Michigan, yeah. and I was watching with them, and him and his dad get, like, super intense whenever Ohio State plays. They're big Ohio State fans. And <laughs> his dad goes, gosh, damn it. And he, like, <laughs> I was, like, I think because I was sitting there, he didn't want to cuss. But it's like funny that he wouldn't take God's name in vain, but he would say "damn it" in front yeah. of me instead of being I like, "I liked it." Well, darn it! When you combine the two, it's bad. It just sounds it, it sounds yeah. bad. But saying "damn it's not a big deal. No, I don't care about "damn it," but I just thought that that was funny that he. Like said, you can say "gosh," Gosh. you can say "damn it," but if you put them together, it's like, oh, you dropped a GD. You dropped a GD, and like, no one's capable of damning things besides God. You know, he's the one who damns things, so you gotta like. I guess other people can like damn other people, right? Sure, I don't know, but Cole Campbell, man, just—he's that dude. Just the perfect post. I don't understand the fascination with him, to be honest. I think he's doing a bit. He's not. I think he's lying. He's not doing a bit. I think he's delusional. If you've seen his his body of work, <laughs> yeah, then you would understand that it's not a bit. I mean, like, how many people? realistically know about cole campbell like just y'all millions other people drake reposts him numerous times okay but what's sad is that when people like that repost a cole campbell video they're making fun of it and yeah. he doesn't realize that no like it's sad and no it's all sad he's delusion. i don't think he's it's sad because i think he's, he's doing some, a bit he's not doing a bit sad. i think Sally. he is he's not doing a bit <laughs> i'm telling y'all go look up dax flame somebody on this podcast will probably remember who i'm talking about and he was doing a bit the whole time what about right. JT Bowtie? Who's JT Bowtie? That's too niche. Okay. We got Will on the board today, by the way. What's up, Will? Mr. Perfect Game himself. I think people have already figured that out since you've been talking. But He's yeah, back. We got, we got you back. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you throw a perfect game, you have to get brought back in. You threw nine perfect innings. Now we're seeing if you can extend it a little bit. I'm a little nervous today. There's okay. some longer questions today. I'll say that. By the way, if I smell like I just came from the gym, it's because I just came from the gym. So it might be a little. A little I don't uh, smell anything. Okay. But I also did not come here. from the gym. So. Were you pumping for the ladies? <laughs> oh, pumping for the ladies. God damn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> damn it. Oh, my gosh. What did I do? All right. Before we get into it, we have a hotline number. It is 888-362-MAIL. That's M-A-I-L. 888-362-6245. You can also write in if you'd prefer. There's a link in the Twitter bio, at Mail and Podcast. Uh, we have seven questions today, three of which are voicemails. The first one is a voicemail. Will, if you don't mind playing that, sir. Let's do it. What's up, Mail Gang? I was wondering what your take is on sharing streaming logins. At a certain age, it's a trash move. 
between my friends and family, I've got a login for pretty much anything I could hope to watch. Um, one buddy is Hulu, he shares it, another is Netflix, I'll get Premier League Pass, we'll give them out, so on and so forth. Got an agreement, we don't give them to other people, this has worked for years. I feel like if it's not broke, don't fix it, and why not save money during these uncertain times? That said, I'm also 33, and I could afford to pay my own way if I needed to. With all that said, are we trash? Thanks, I'll sit back and listen. Have a good one. Randy really nailed it when he said this guy sounded like the movie film guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has a very um, professional like media voice, kind of. Yeah. We should, we should give him a podcast. <laughs> I have a question. Do these services, do they have the ability to limit how many logins can access your account? Uh, yes. Or how many devices maybe is a better way to put that? I don't know if they can control the devices, but they can control like if too many people are on at the same time. Because I've okay. gotten that situation with Hulu and Netflix before. Okay. Because so I, th- I thought it was like an unlimited situation. People who listen to Ross Bolden's podcast know that yeah, I, I changed I, the password on him because he, he was giving it, it to everyone. That, that's a no-no. <laughs> and I, <laughs> he should know better. I got onto my one day, I, like I, I don't think it's Hulu. Somebody. It was Hulu. It, no, it was Hulu, but I'm saying some, one of the streaming services will notify you if like people log on from new accounts. Right. Actually, it is Hulu. And so I was like getting a lot of emails, and I'd, I've had Hulu since like college. I don't even truthfully know what credit card it goes to. I'm actually convinced that like it's going to a credit card that's been canceled, but I'm like still getting service. I don't know how. Okay. But I gave Ross the password, and I gave a couple friends the password. But is- then I was getting kicked off of it. And like, so at the point when I knew who was on it, I'd text and be like, hey, we're trying to watch whatever. You got to yeah. get off. And he totally incriminated himself on, well, I guess it was Twitter because yeah. he said something well, like, well, first of all, oh, Sally, a lot of people are going to be upset today because Ch- Sally just changed her password. And I didn't tell anybody because I was pissed. <laughs> like, I got on and there were like 70 devices connected. Someone, I was like, yeah. what if someone the is fuck? kind enough to give you their login, you, you can't share. It's not yours to share. Right. You got to ask before sharing. Yeah. So seventy? Well, are you? Are I'm not you kidding. Okay. I mean, probably like seven of them were my own devices, you know. Right. But like my whole family has it. <laughs> I was so mad, so I was like, "Screw this! I'm changing it." Yeah. I didn't tell anybody. I, I, and like, I fine. I did give one of my friends a heads up, and she's like, "Oh, I don't even use that anymore. I I, I use my husband's." I was like, yeah. "Cool." But like, then Ross tweeted about it. He didn't even at me, and I was like, "You know what, Ross? Glad I changed the password. Yeah, Can't even he he know he should know better. He know he knew he was in the wrong because he handed out to too many people. Yeah, yeah. It was a bloodbath um, that day. Look, it is kind of a trash move to um to swap passwords. I think I don't logins, think this is trash, but everyone does it. It's like it's everyone does it. So I don't think this is trash. And I actually was telling Will the other day we subscribe to like I don't know. It's got to be at least five services. I know that we have. Hulu. I pay for Hulu. We do HBO. We have Disney Plus. Netflix is my brother's. Uh, we have some other ones. You have ESPN. In defense of people who do this, though, who share passwords or logins with people, yeah. there are so many services now that if you were to subscribe to all of them... You'd be paying a... It's a shitload of money. If you have like a basic TV service, say a YouTube TV, which is, I think, like 70 bucks. Right. Then you have Hulu and Netflix and Peacock and HBO right. and uh, Prime and all this shit. It's it's crazy. Right. I, that's why but I don't missing, think this is a bad idea. But you're missing idea. on shows that you could be watching if you don't have all the logins. Exactly. So 
I have floated the idea. First of all, I think that some of them have started bundling. And I'm like, am I the idiot who's paying $20 a month for all separate of these instead of bundling? Like, Is there a bundle? I know I Apple feel like, just announced um, a, a, an Apple bundle situation, but I don't think I feel like Hulu's much. in one with ESPN, maybe. or Okay. And Disney Plus. See, and I pay for all of those separately, like an idiot. Even if there is a bundle, I don't even know the passwords to half of the shit that I subscribe to to like deactivate it and then go with the bundle. Yeah. I, I don't know any of this stuff. I subscribe to Spotify and Lily uses it. And she uses it so much more than I do that like all of my shit is like all messed up because she only listens to Justin Bieber. So I like get all my recommendations are messed up. I need to cancel that too. Mm-hmm. I'm perplexed by what HBO has done. I, I had an HBO account, and then they switched to HBO Max or whatever. Yeah. And now I can't log in, but people tell me my account should have carried over to the new It should have, because mine does. But it, it didn't, and so i got to well, figure out what's that. going there. It's so weird. We're in a good situation with Sally because she's got such a large family that one of her siblings usually always has a password, and it feels way less scummy to ask someone that you're related right. to for a password yeah. than a friend for a password. Well, and so th- what this guy's doing is essentially what I'm trying to do with my family, except for for some reason I'm subscribed to like 80% of them myself instead of like designating one person from the family to be subscribed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Here's the one issue that you run into, though. Like, one, I don't think that they will kick you off for too many devices, but some of them will give you, like Netflix has given us a notice before for too many people being on, which is why we had to switch from Lily's to Harry's. Yeah, if you're if you're watching a service that you yourself are paying for, but I've shared the login and you get booted because someone else wants to watch yeah. whatever, that just can't happen. And you know what? You should always get priority. We spent a majority of our Sunday doing was trying to figure out how to watch NFL because Will wanted to watch the Lions game. You can't get it in Texas. So then we tried to get whatever league pass. What is it called? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And only one person can use it at a time, so you can't even share that. And it's, like, so expensive. That's actually a trash move by the NFL, I think. Well, I want to give a shout-out to a listener out there. His name is Preston. He gave me his password last season, and it worked without even worrying about it. This season they changed the rules, and only one person can stream it at the same time. And even though I was still logged into his account, which I was very excited about, I soon realized after a kickoff that – yeah, wasn't happening. Wasn't happening. So then I tried to subscribe to it because I was like, screw it. We're just going to do it. And they wouldn't even let me get a subscription because their website was broken. Hmm. Stupid. But anyway, I don't think this guy's trash. It's like it's, it's just a little bit trash. But I think I, mean, I do it. I'm, I've, I'm not ashamed to, to it. I mean, my my Hulu is not mine. My Netflix is not mine. Everything else is. Though. I think the rules, though, I, what you said apply like. It's very easy in our family because each of us do one and then we all share them within the family. But if you are like I've given stuff to Harry before and I'm like, do not tell any of your roommates about this. Like that'll be really annoying. It can be on your main TV. I don't care. But I don't want like your roommate bringing it back to wherever he's shacking with. Like that's annoying. That's an unwritten rule that if if someone gives you someone's kind enough to give you their login, you have to. Put that in your pocket, and you can't share that with anybody. I think HBO was actually, like, advertising for people to share their login for a little bit. Really? Remember when they did that? I wonder why. I think it was more like, the more the merrier, like... Who? HBO did. I feel like they had ads telling people to, like, share the login, like, to make some of their you shows you got to think that if they were to shut it down to, like, one device per login, or, like, three even, mm-hmm. then they would make... They would just... Their revenue would just 
double, basically. But I think some of it, too, is, like, trying to get their shows no- notoriety, like Game of Thrones and stuff, for people who, like, aren't going to pay, like, year-round for HBO. You Maybe. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? But I think this is fine. If anybody has an NFL League pass password and they don't want to use it the rest of the year, pl- feel free to You mentioned being way. in his 30s. Like, the older you get, the, the more trash it becomes, I think. Like, it... <laughs> I'm at the point now where if I have a password to something and I don't know the login anymore and that person decides to change their login or sign me out, I'm not going to go back to them. Oh, no. I'm going to pay oh, the five, yeah. or five or ten dollars yeah. a yeah, month. Yeah, you got to just hey, subscribe did you to change it? your password because I got kicked off. Yeah. Like, you can't do That's that. I'm not trying to grandfather myself in. I'm no. too old for this shit. I got like now if I get signed out, it's on me. This is my last opportunity. They it's need like, to it's my reach back last. out on their, their own accord. I agree. Yeah. Man. Okay. Let's talk ritual, Will. Don't mind if I do. Men's diets are falling behind. Everyone knows that. Over 70% of men don't get enough vitamin E, and up to 97% of men don't get enough vitamin D from their diet. But fundamentally, some men may overvalue exercise and undervalue nutrition and may think, hey, if I look healthy, I am healthy. I'm guilty of that. Yeah, it's not true, Dylan. I'm guilty. I'd say that deep on your insides, you're unhealthy, but guess what? You are healthy because you've been taking Ritual. Exactly. The essential for men. The obsessively researched multivitamin that's formulated to help fill nutritional gaps in men's diets. We've both tried this, Dylan. I took some this morning. Gonna I love take, this Going to take some tonight because it's a new two-a-days. What do you like the most about it, though, outside of feeling good? I mean, the, the, the scent. If you open mm-hmm. that bottle, it's got that minty scent in there. And it, it, like, it like wakes me up. It's kind of potent. It's awesome. Oh, it's the best. But it just, I just feel, I, I like the way I feel on it. I just feel good, feel healthy, energized. From supporting your heart health, normal muscle function, and normal immune function, this is a tiny step that can have a big impact. Ritual's nutrients are on display. This vegan-friendly, non-GMO, sugar-free, gluten-free, and major allergen-free multivitamin is traceable because of where it's from, and it's just as important as what it's for. Ritual always delivers. The subscription-based supplement is easy to start and easy to snooze. It's only about a dollar a day to have essential nutrients delivered directly to your door. You know how you can get this stuff? No. Step up your nutrient game with Essential for Men. Get 10% off your first three months when you visit ritual.com slash randy and start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash randy. Can I say something? This isn't just for men. I have many friends who take Ritual for women's health. So I'm just, okay. it's for women too. Major shouts. Major shouts to Ritual. Big time shouts. Yeah. Let's jump into number two, Will. All right, perfect game starts now. First inning. What's up, mailing crew? I'll try to make this as tactical as possible. My fiance and I are about eight months out from our wedding date. One of my groomsmen and one of my fiance's bridesmaids have been in a long-term relationship with one another. Well, about two weeks ago, it came to light that she's been, or that he is, oh, there goes a perfect game. Bye. Shelled in the first inning. That he has been cheating on her for months now, along with a bunch of other shady stuff. They've now broken up, so my question is, is it a trash move for me to kick him out of the wedding party? It doesn't feel right to let him stay in there and put her through more crap. And beyond that, I just don't want to be associated with that kind of scummy behavior. I realize this will potentially ruin that friendship, but I just don't know how to approach it. Thanks. Love the pod and all that y'all do. Okay, I hope that I am not like siding with the wrong person here um but if he is a good enough friend that he is one of your groomsmen to kick him out for for this seems aggressive like it's shitty 
what he did was shitty. I get it. I'm not defending cheating. Cheating is fucked up. Don't cheat. But to like, basically, like, I don't want to be your friend anymore because of what you did to someone else. It just seems, it seems over the top. It seems, I think he will regret it later on. I completely disagree with you. Okay. Um, I know people who this has happened to, not in a wedding situation, but when you are close friends with a couple and one of those people is cheating, it like ruins uh, the group dynamic because one person has just been lying to everyone for however long. It sounds like months. For me, I think this guy, and maybe I'm wrong, but the groom, like... His friend, like if you have to think about it, like in terms of your friends, if a couple, you know, like one of those people is cheating on the other person and you find out, like, doesn't that make you be like, maybe I don't want to associate myself with the person who's been like doing shady stuff, cheating, et cetera. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I, it I, depends I back to my to my groomsmen. Like those uh-huh. are like some of my best friends in the world, obviously. Right. Like, I'm not going to be thrilled if one of them cheated on their long-term girlfriend. It would be fucked up, and I'd be like, dude, no. You got to think about it, though, that you know you have to know both parties well. Like, this guy knows the girlfriend in the situation and the boyfriend. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's his friend and the girlfriend. Okay. I also think, like, time time heals things. Like, not to excuse his behavior, but it's going to hurt less and be less of a, a dramatic issue the further removed you are from it. So in five years from now, is he going to look back and be like, yeah, I'm glad I, I kicked Garrett out of my wedding party? Or is he going to be like, man, I probably I probably should have let him stick around. I don't know. I think he might have regrets later on. I don't know how close these guys are, but you you got to assume they're pretty close if he's in the yeah, wedding Yeah, but I also think you got to assume that he's probably pretty close with the girl that's been cheated on if he's considering like not putting her through that. You know what I'm saying? True. I think there's a lot of things in play here. Who are you closer with? But it sounds like he's pretty disapproving of the actions of his friend. Sure, as he should be. I do not think this is a trash move. One, because you're protecting his ex-girlfriend, who's very good friends with your fiance. Mm-hmm. Who, like, you got to think, like, which friendship's going to last longer? My friend or my fiance's friend? You know? Like, whose side are we going to... Because this is going to happen, like, in people's real lives. Like, when people are married and something like this happens and you're friends with these couples and you're friends with both of them like and people get divorced or cheated on or whatever like a lot of times you got to pick a side you can't it's hard to maintain a friendship with both of them and not have pissed them off i'm thinking beyond like just the wedding day i know but life after life after that it sounds like He's not in agreement with the shit that went down. Maybe well, you know what I'm of course not. Of course, well, he not. did say there's other shady stuff. Right, that's what I'm saying. FYI. He didn't. He didn't list it, but he said there's other shady stuff. So I the think guys, in, the guys. I'm just saying, shithead. if it were, if roles were reversed, and this was a friend of mine and Will's before our wedding, and you know we didn't have anybody in any way, but if this would have happened, no wedding involved, and it was one of the guys that cheated on one of our friends i would have been like we're not hanging out with that dude anymore like that's like, again, egregious period, like it's friendship i mean it, dep- it totally depends okay. on the amount of cheating maybe like one night stand whatever you're <laughs> like oh i don't know but like if the girl's never gonna forgive him like i don't know Look, it's gonna fuck up the the dynamic you're right it's gonna fuck up his friendship but also to this guy who's asking the question like do you plan on being friends with him in five years if you don't approve of what he's doing now like are you gonna keep being friends with him you know? 
So, no, I don't think it's a trash move. I also don't think it's a trash move to kick someone out of your wedding for a bunch of other reasons. Look, it's your yeah. wedding. I don't want to sound like I'm defending like cheaters I don't think here. I don't think you are. But I'm if just someone saying... if someone like if someone cheats, abs- objectively, it's a it's a very terrible thing to do. Um, there are a lot of cheaters out there. A lot of people cheat. I don't think they're all awful people. But that Dylan, you need to, it would like, be different if like them. the groomsman had a girlfriend that wasn't really friends with anybody. And it's like, oh, you cheated on your girlfriend. Okay, but the girlfriend is best no, I, friends yeah, with the bride. I, I agree. I agree. Do you want to know what I would do here? What? Well, well, it's eight months away. Okay, I'm not going to make any hasty decisions right now. No, I think you got to make it earlier than later. You can't like no. get two months away and be like, yeah, you're mm-hmm. not in it. No, I'm going to wait till about two months away, and I'm going to tell him, hey man, if things are still hairy, just FYI, you're not standing up. Yeah, because it could have, it could really have have a negative impact on the wedding and i want him to be able to enjoy the bachelor party like things like that like i want i would want my friend to be involved to the point where it didn't affect my wife my future wife and so i would if it were me i would just kind of like tell him like hey man what you did is really kind of messing up my side of things with this wedding planning yeah. and uh, i might have to make some switches but i'm not going right. to do it now but i'm going to do it later the move might you're the move might be to like all right, look you can't stand in the wedding uh you're gonna sit with everyone, and you might, you know, sit near the back and just keep quiet. Um, and then we'll. This is totally a guy's perspective because I think the the fiance is probably like, uh, he's not being in it. Yeah. I... And let, guess what? If this would have happened to Will and I and something like that happened, I'd be like, guess who's not coming to our fucking wedding? Okay. I mean, that yeah. I, I, everything I just said is. Un- it, that's what I would do before Sally told me that that's not what I'm doing. So, yeah, that that's that would yeah. be my plan until Sally completely shot that plan in the head. I'm just saying he's right. also got to think about – I think about... he talked me into it because uh, – to siding with you. Thank you. Because if if you – if your fuck-up affects my wedding, my right. wedding day, and my wife-to-be, and the fun and, and everything going on, that's a problem. Right. And, and I you can't know let you do that. I mean, he can be there. I honestly would be like, maybe, probably when you kick him out of the wedding, he's probably not going to want to go. But, like, yeah, you got to think about what drama are those two going to cause on the wedding day that you don't yeah. want to fucking deal with. Yeah. Oh, if you if you kick me out of your wedding party, but I'm still invited to the wedding, I'm going to that wedding. <laughs> really? I'm getting my money's worth. I'm, I might, I would, I would stay home if I was the guy. Just because all the eyes, you're catching eyes from so, so many people who know what happened and they hate you and. All that's I'm just I don't want any part of it. If it's a destination wedding, I, I'm going to amend what I said. If it's a destination wedding, I'm going and maybe just not going to the wedding because <laughs> I can get a cheap room block and hang out with my boys at the pool. If it's in my like hometown or like a quick drive, I'm probably not going to go. Yeah. You guys want this next one? It's a serious one. Yes. yes. I was raised by a single mom who has gotten a very raw deal in life and has run into some financial issues late in her working career. Without getting into too many details, she recently stole ten thousand dollars from me. I called her up and told her she could have the money if she was struggling, and she thanked me and tearfully told me how good of a son I was. I love my mom, and I don't want her to worry about finances, but she never apologized, and there is this unspoken shame she has every time we interact. It's completely changed our family dynamic, and it seems she avoids me at all costs now. It's an incredibly shitty thing for her to do, but how far does the idea of family go in putting up with stuff like this? Money isn't the issue here. Not bragging, it definitely was a blow, but my question is more about where to go from here in rebuilding this relationship or cutting it out. Ten grand is a Ugh. lot of money. This is tough. Big boy stack. This is tough. I mean, it just makes me like think about the relationship I have with my mom, and like, I would do anything I possibly could to like keep it as strong as I could, if she were to do something like this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's your mom. It's, you, you only get one of them. That, that's your mom. 
and um, I don't know. This is tough. I don't really have a great answer here, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, look, you got to sit down with her and be like, look, we have to talk. They haven't, it seems like they haven't really had much of a conversation about this other than the initial phone call or whatever. Um, you got to sit down and you got to say like, look, what you did obviously is a terrible thing. You're my mom. We got to, we got to get back on good terms. We got to figure out, we got to figure this out. So I think there comes a time in everyone's adult life where you realize that you are going to have to parent your parent. And maybe it's telling them to stay home during COVID-19. Maybe it's like way later in life and you have to take care of them, like their health. Or maybe it's right now when your mom steals $10,000 from you. But you have to think about how she was as a parent towards you and what you would like how she would treat you if you stole $10,000 from her Yeah, as a child. So I think for this guy, like the best thing is you've got to really set some boundaries. Obviously, it's your mom, like completely cutting ties with her is going to be pretty detrimental to probably your like mental health anyway. It's your mom. Like I think I'm sure people who listen to this podcast who are in this room, et cetera, like have had dicey situations with their parents where maybe you don't agree with what they're doing or like maybe you're estranged from them, whatever. But in my like I'm so close to my parents I can't imagine not right like letting some like letting something like it this would happen. take an egregious right act of but something at to, the same time like, like cut my mom out exactly you she's your family like you owe her sitting down and saying like this is like I'm happy to help you if you need it but what you did wasn't cool and but I'm here for you but also like I want you to be honest with me and yeah. now it feels like you know, you never really thanked me because you stole it from me and now it's awkward and like I want to be here for you if I can be, but you can't steal from me again and you can't do this, this, and yeah. this. A, a face-to-face, sit-down, uncomfortable conversation needs to take place. Right, because she's your mom. Like if it yeah. was somebody else, cut them out of your life. But, you know, I think you make the effort, but you also have to be firm and be like, here's, like set boundaries, you know, because imagine if... I'm just thinking about one of my friends who's kind of had to deal with her mom being like just really wild and her like kind of going through a midlife crisis, et cetera, and her having to sit down and be like, you can't like you're not going to be around me or my family or my kid if you act this way, you know, and so you've got to set the same boundary for your mom. Like you're not going to have a relationship with me if you don't, you know, if you avoid me and then act awkward like I'm trying to help you. You know, mm-hmm. it's a shitty situation for sure. And I think it's very sobering when you realize that you're the adult in the relationship yeah. between you and your mom. Yeah. So good way of putting it. I feel I feel, I feel for this this person. This is really unfortunate. Um, but it's your mom. Yeah. And the person who raised you and brought you into this world. It's worth trying to piece it back together. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, if it was a coworker or something, then they f- oh, fuck you. You're done. You're done. Yeah, but it's your mom. Yeah, and you have to imagine the amount of shame she just feels right. from all this. And like he he said that she has this shame, and just imagining my mom carrying that weight and feeling guilty about that. I'm not trying to justify what his mom did. No, but just imagining the person that raised you carrying that guilt, I would just want to get rid of it as soon as humanly right. possible. Right. Yeah. You you want your mom to 
to feel better. He doesn't about need what to like lay did. down the hammer on her. I think he just needs to be like, "Hey, I'm here to help you. Like, yeah. you have to communicate with me so that I can help you." Yeah. You know, it makes me wonder like if she just expected him not to find out, or if she if uh, she might have just stealing been ten so, grand. That's I mean, that's a, a big chunk. For yeah. like, some reason, my brain went to like so that she might have been so desperate that the only person she could do it from who she knew she could get forgiveness from and yeah. not like actually sure. get prosecuted from right. before was would be her son. Yeah. Right. And I just I, please don't cut out the relationship. No, yeah. no. Yeah. This is rough. She probably Fix needs it. she probably needs you more never right now. There you yeah, go. exactly. Let's do another one. <sighs> Got to change the title of this one, Dylan. Oh, damn, sorry, dude. dude come on, dude. Dave's sorry. not producing this one. Dylan, Sally and Will my fiance and I have gone on several trips together and stayed in hotels, Airbnbs, condos, you name it. Every time we go somewhere, once we arrive, she'll unpack her suitcase into drawers in the closet where we're staying. I'm talking unfolding clothes and hanging them, makeup and toiletries out of bags and organized in drawers, shoes neatly lined up in the closet, etc. I personally think this is a trait of a serial killer, since all I do is open my suitcase and live out of it like a trash human being. Human being, sorry. Like everyone else does on vacation. What's your move here? Do y'all fully unpack or just live out of the suitcase on vacation? Love the pod. Go stars. Obviously, I think it matters how long your trip is. Correct. If it's a weekend, two nights, it makes it doesn't make much sense to like take everything out. If you're staying a month, maybe it does. Having said that, I will never like I will never put stuff away. I always live out of my suitcase, no matter what, and it's a mess. I get it, but that's just how I do it. I'm there for just a short period of time. It's not my mess at the end of the day. Like, I just throw my shit in the suitcase and I'm out. Yeah. Um, I'm like an in-between of this. If we go on a longer vacation, I like to try to unpack. Like, We don't do this in Michigan, which, like, bothers me because we're there for, like, two weeks and I'm living out of a suitcase and I'm, like, can't find anything. It's very stressful. But when we can, like, when we were in Mexico, we unpacked a lot of stuff so that, we like, everything would have a place. Um. I do not think she's a serial killer for doing this. I think that there are people who do this. And I there think are. it's there probably are. very much based on like how your family did it. I me, bet her parents do the exact same thing. Let me add the one exception is if I have a nice outfit that I'm right. going to wear to a nice event, a suit, for example, I'm going to hang that thing up, of course. I hang Anything that needs to be hung, I hang immediately upon getting to the hotel. Right. Do you? Yes. Okay. 100%. But I'm, I feel like I'm skewing more and more towards unpacking when I get to places now. Unpacking. Yeah, I like I don't do the I take my toiletries out, but I don't like take them out of the bag. I those are I do put like if I bring like a blow dryer or hair like something for my hair, I'll put that in a drawer just because it's like clunky and I want to like move stuff for the counter space. Um, I actually did take out toiletries and put them in the drawer for our wedding, though. I keep thinking of our wedding because we had we unpacked. We got because it was our wedding. They upgraded. They very kindly upgraded us to into a room that we could never afford, and so we had the room to unpack and not make it like it, it was natural to unpack. It would have been tainting the room had we had our suitcase just flopped open right. in the middle of it. And so I fully unpacked there, and we we fully unpacked everything, and it was kind of nice. We actually unpacked at the montage for the other wedding we went to that was only a weekend. I don't know why we were doing that. You've been to the montage twice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it must be nice. Yeah. Uh, I okay. So now I'm realizing Heavily reduced rates both times. It's been I'm, great. I'm, yeah, <laughs> never the full rate. Let's be serious. Um, I'm now realizing. I think here are my uh, stipulations for unpacking. One, it's a nice ass room, and I don't want it to be trashed by my like suitcase being all over the place, or people are going to come to that room and like pre party or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. 
part of the reason both times that we were at the montage for the wedding, like people were coming into our room or at the other wedding, people came into our room to have drinks before. And you don't want like. Yeah, that, that's different. You got to either hide the like suitcase. A, if you're a hub of activity. Right, exactly. You got you to keep it neat. Um, if there's space. So if there like is a good chest of drawers or something like that. And then it, like exactly like you said and what Will said, like. If I have dresses or something that I've got to wear, those immediately get hung up because yeah. I'm trying to get the wrinkles out. So I pack all that stuff in the top of my suitcase anyway, knowing like this is getting hung up as soon as I get there. Yeah, I guess I feel it because it's not my place. It's not my home. Right. And at the end of the day, I'm just going to like throw my shit in the suitcase and leave anyway. I don't need to be neat while I'm there. Right. But then like in Michigan and we stayed for two weeks, we didn't unpack anything and we had a ton of stuff and it was very stressful. Yeah, it sucked. It was awful. We didn't have a chest. We didn't have anything to put stuff in. But, like, if I go somewhere for a weekend and, like, if we're going for just a wedding or whatever, I'm going to take out my dress, hang it up, everything else is going to be in the suitcase. Maybe take out my shoes and toiletries. Everything else is going to be in the suitcase because we're going to be there for 48 hours. You know? Yeah. But I also, if I'm staying at a hotel, I'm much more likely to do this because I want my stuff to be out of the way. If a, if a maid comes in to clean our room or to turn down service, I don't want her to have to be, like, I don't want her taking my clothes and, like, putting them in my suitcase when I leave them out or something like that. I would rather that. just have... Do they? I feel like they do some stuff. Sometimes they'll like... Sometimes they, like, sometimes they like organize I feel like they leave your, your shit. shit. Sometimes I feel like they pile, They put it in like piles or something. Maybe they do. I just don't like to have my stuff out if there's maids there. I'm not worried they're going to steal anything. I just feel dirty. Yeah. And I want my room to be... If I'm staying at a hotel, the best part about staying at a hotel is that you get to go back to a perfectly cleaned oh, room at night so and get nice. into a perfectly made bed with fresh sheets every single night. Or not every single well, night, but most Well, not if you're caring about the environment, but yeah. Dude. I'm just saying, they're, they're not washing. Don't, don't ruin my vacation with your environment. Time. I love hey. hotels so much. That, like, I will say this, like, Airbnb, great, but there's something about staying in a hotel when you, like, it, every time I stay in an Airbnb, I'm like, damn it. Like, I really miss oh, give the me a hotel service. over, like, a, a nice Airbnb all Because you're just Great. like, I miss somebody making my bed and, like, fresh water's in the room. Like, I live, like in a, I live in a house every day in my normal life. I yeah. don't, don't want to live in another house on, on a trip. I want to. That's such a luxury, just having a, a maid come make your bed and bring you new water. But, like, hotels are just, like, they're they're fun. And it they, makes they you have, feel... like, the, the hotel smell and the, and the bar downstairs. And you can yeah. walk to ship nearby. In the hallways, well, like, and not all if that you're shit. staying at the Courtyard Marriott Lafayette, which is what I did for a week. When Except I was... for the Courtyard Marriott <laughs> Lafayette. Yeah, I don't know why you did that. Because I had to. <laughs> just doesn't seem like the move. Okay. Um, yeah, so I don't think this is a serial killer move, and I actually feel like the older you get, the more likely you're start going to start doing this. I think this guy needs to start packing the same suitcase as her, so that all his stuff gets put away when yeah. they get there. It's a good plan for that Trying guy. To buy that big away suitcase. Oh shit! The big boy. They don't. I'd give you a promo code, but they don't do scares anymore. So, well, oh, did do a sale the other day. Oh, I didn't jump on that. They're Come probably on. still doing it. What an idiot! I am. It was only certain colors, though. Like, do you really want to maroon away? Oh hell no! Dude, that's kind of swag, actually. I'd rather use a trash. I bag. wouldn't call it maroon. I'd call it like Bordeaux or something. Okay. Stop. Well, you look like an Aggie, so. Yeah, I don't have anything maroon. Not a shirt. <laughs> not a hat. Sick. Not a suitcase. Not a sock. Nothing. I don't like the color. Let's do the next one. Fine. Here we go. Hey, mailing crew. So I just recently started a job that takes Halloween very seriously. And this year, the theme of the office is Disney. 
and the winner gets a a bottle of Dom Perignon, a massage, and another prize that is to be determined. So, my question is, what costume do I pick? Do I try to win so that I can get the prizes? Or do I take a back seat because it's my first Halloween with the crew? I don't know. I'm not really sure what to do, especially because of Disney. That makes it hard. So, yeah, just give me some suggestions, and I'd love to hear back from you. Okay, bye. First of all, this company sounds tight. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. Getting into the the spirit of of Halloween is fun. I love it. I like that they choose a theme. Yeah. I like like companies who, like, look, we expect you to dress up for work because most most of them don't do that anymore. My mom, um, when she – before she retired, she dressed up every single Halloween, and she was usually the only one in the office to do so. But it was like her thing. Yeah, everyone's like, I wonder what Rosemary's going to dress like this year. It's kind of it's kind of a cool thing. See, I think that's more fun when the whole company's doing it yeah. versus like you're the one person. Right, right. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah. So that's why I said this company's very, very cool. Yeah. Uh, secondly, you got to stunt. You got to you got to get in there and set a tone. Mm-hmm. Those are dope prizes, first of all. So you're you're leaving that on the table if you don't at least try for it. What was the prize outside of the champagne? A massage oh, and okay. a, another prize to be named later. Okay. Yeah. So this is a probably a car. Package. If I had to guess. Um, Just kidding. Yeah. Don't. I would not hold back. And it, it's clear that the company is into Halloween. So if you just show up like a dud, yeah. and you put on ears and what call if, yourself like if the chair. Really get guy, into it. You're like the the fun new person who's not afraid to like jump right into the mix. Yeah. Y- yeah. You, you know can't. What I mean? You can't go. Well, I guess it's Disney themed, so you can't like be a slutty cat anyway. But you gotta. You can't like half-ass a bell costume because you yeah. have brown hair. You gotta like go full throttle. I think. No, I think you find like a costume store in your town, and you go see if they have any Disney princess costumes, and you just go full like actual Disney oh, like princess, stuff. like like Lucy in disguise like, here. Yeah. Okay. Or like <laughs> that's funny. My um, my friend Mark, we uh, for a fantasy football punishment one year he had to dress like a pirate we went to new orleans for our draft mm-hmm. he had dressed like a pirate the entire weekend and he went to the one of those rental places and he got like i mean it looked like an off he looked like an actual yeah. pirate yeah he said he spent like 150 bucks on it for the weekend and i mean the thing it must have weighed 50 pounds it was awesome i think that she should do that because i think that it's her first one yeah and i think it it shows that you mean business yeah like you want to win shit and also, if you show up in something that ridiculous, that's clearly like a professionally made costume, it's going to get laughs. People are going to enjoy that. Right. Uh, one thing I think you steer away from is like trying to make a weird Disney pun joke that like people have to figure out what your costume is. Unless you're really funny and people can like get that. But you know yeah. what I'm saying? When you have to like explain to people what you are, you that's the cardinal rule of Halloween. You don't need to wear a name tag or explain. What's what's happening? Um, I think you either pick your favorite Disney movie and go off that, or if you like, look like one of them, great. But go go full full throttle costume. Don't go to Halloween Town or what? What's the stupid Planet Halloween or Spirit? Spirit, yeah. whatever I'm thinking. I think of. it'd be funny if she did something that was. Um because it's easy, it's it's easy to dress like a princess and try to look all cute no, like go get a like fucking fish co- costume and be like Finding Nemo or be the Beast, which right. would no, the Beast would like, actually be hilarious. It'd be funny, it'd be funny, and you have a chance to like really make it look tight. But it's all there's also a funny element to it, which mm-hmm. people would be on board with. I think. Back to when my my friend Mark had to dress like a pirate, um, 
we were on Bourbon Street, and there was we were walking down whatever, and he was in full pirate costume, and there was a street performer who had a, <laughs> a parrot on his shoulder. <laughs> we tried to haggle with this guy to buy the parrot off. <laughs> you did, did, didn't work. He, he wanted three grand for the bird. Oh my god! Seems but fair. I don't. Not, that might be what what. Uh, I have no idea how much parrots cost. It might be what parrots actually. But it go feels for. like that would not be a good three grand well spent. Well, I was like, thinking, then you got to take like, care of parrots. Like, Dude, this would be really funny for about five hours, and then like you go back to the room, like you got a you, parrot. You to have take a care parrot. Of. Like, how are you getting we, that we home? Gonna, like set them free outside. That's yeah. not fair to the bird. So I'm, I'm it's glad. Not a good plan. I'm glad we didn't do it, but it'd be so funny if we had a parrot. It looks like the average price for a parrot can be anywhere between seven hundred to or I guess four hundred to about fifteen hundred dollars. But this was a, a Bourbon Street street performing parrot. So you gotta think there's a the premium for that. Yeah, I mean he was definitely charging you the surge prices. <laughs> <laughs> and he's saying this drunk idiot's gonna pay me whatever I want for this bird. It's great. I'm so glad we didn't do it. Have you ever heard the story of how Sally tried to dress like a Disney princess at my sister's wedding? No I didn't. Yes you did. No I didn't. No I didn't. What? No, I <laughs> Will's sister got married in Montana, and I was very stressed out about the dress code because a lot of the wedding camped intense before the wedding, and we were going to be outside, like, in the wilderness. And I was like, what does one wear in Montana in October to, like, a very – I didn't – I couldn't catch the vibe of this wedding, mm-hmm. okay? So I bought a dress on Free People. Seemed like a great idea. It was like – Forest green and had long sleeves. I was like, this is a very smart choice. And I tried it on, and Will and Lily, because I was living with Lily at the time, were like, you look like Merida from the redhead. Uh, Brave? From Brave. The, like, Irish. Or, no, she's Scottish. She's, she's Scottish, Scottish yeah. correct. The Scottish, like, redhead who's, it's like her mom turns into a bear or something. Sally walked out of the room and just dr- was dressed like, Exactly to a T. To be fair, the dress looked exactly like it. Like (laughs) we were just like, um, you should honestly keep that for Halloween this year. But I don't think that's gonna fly at my sister's wedding. Yeah, it didn't go well. You tried, but then I ended up looking great at the wedding. Wore a suede skirt and a cashmere sweater. (laughs) Killed that outfit. I want her to win this prize. Package. Right, that, that, that's the thing though. Like, I could have kept that dress and looked like a bootleg Merida, but you don't want to do this with the costume. You don't want to like get a dress off free people and like have people think like, oh, she's trying to be a Disney princess. You got to get the full throttle costume. Oh, go all out. With like so a plastic jewelry. She can be a princess. She can be any Disney. No, any character. Disney character. Yeah. yeah. Go as Woody. Go as something weird. Like really get the makeup on. Woody. Yeah. Or Buzz Lightyear. I think Is she's that Disney. Go- yeah. Now that I know she doesn't just have to do uh, like a a princess. The world is your oyster. I have never been more all in on her just going online and finding a place that she can rent like a full costume from Disney World. Look as authentic as you possibly can. Yeah. Yeah, Like Disney World costume. Yeah. You could really go all out with that. Call yourself a cast member all day. Over the top makeup. Like Disney does. Cast member. (laughs) Yeah. Mouseketeer. Dude, Disney's so Let us weird. know how it goes. Oh, we got a couple. Send a pic. We yeah, got we a, need a picks. month and a half before. Um, we will Halloween post it to here, the Instagram. We need pics. Yeah, we will. Um, let's do the next one, Will. Hey, mailing gang. Question about fraternities and Greek life. In hindsight, what were the pros and cons of being in a fraternity? Was it worth the money, time investment, and hazing? 
Would you recommend someone to join or to avoid it? Would your answer be different depending on the specific college? Question for Dylan. What was it like being in a fraternity with frat Dave? Was it like playing with Jordan in his prime? <laughs> Weirdly, Dave and I didn't cross paths too much in school. Um, I was there for three years, and he and he got there, I think, like a year and a half into me being there, and I was just kind of, I was, I was never super into like the fraternity stuff. I know that sounds weird. I was like the TFM guy, whatever, but I really wasn't. I didn't really go to that many parties. I hated the meetings, and I was just kind of like the guy who was like an active, but I didn't really like go to stuff. So I didn't know Dave that well in college, really. I knew him better after I I transferred, actually. Yeah. Because we still had a lot of mutual friends, and I would go hang out and like run into him and stuff, and we would talk, but. Um, in hindsight, okay, pros and cons. I mean, it's a, it's a, I joined because it's the great way to meet a lot of people really fast. Right. That's pretty much the only reason I did it. When I went to Texas State, I didn't know a soul except for Ryan Young, who was a KA. And he invited me to the house, and I was like, you know what? This is probably my best chance to make a ton of friends right off the bat, and that's why I did it. Without him being, without him being there, I wouldn't have done it. Um, was it worth it? No. I would have made friends eventually. Right. Uh, well, I, it's hard for, well, I can't really say that. Like, the career I'm in is because I was a member of said fraternity. Because Ryan, was, uh, he, he started TFM with Madison, who was also okay there. Um, so the networking benefits, Dylan? The, there's ne- there are networking benefits, sure. But if I could do it all again, would I, would I, would I do it? No, I wouldn't. And if I Parks think... if Parks wanted my advice and if he was like on the fence about joining one, I'd be like, eh. I kind of feel the same way. I was a Kyo and my sisters were Kyos and I really loved it. But the majority of my friends were not in my sorority. They were in other sororities, most of them, although not all of them were in sororities. A lot of them I met because of where I lived freshman year, which was essentially a sorority by itself. Um, because I lived in an all girls dorm. And that's how I made my friends freshman year. Um, I liked it a lot. I think for girls, it's a very different story. One, I think it's not as expensive as it is for guys, or at least at Texas. I think Harry. Um, you don't have to pay for like social events, really. No, do you? like you pay dues and that's it. Like we yeah. don't, you know, like I think that the fraternity Harry was in probably cost two to maybe three times what our yearly dues were. Yeah. Which is a lot when you think about it. U- UT fraternities are, are on another planet, though. Right. They're, they go all out. Yeah, and I, I do think that it depends on the school you're at. I, going to Texas, it was a yeah. very easy way to, like, make the school smaller. Um, And, you know, UT doesn't require people to live on campus freshman year. So, yeah. you like, you really – miss out on some opportunities to, like, meet people. Yeah, and, like, a school like Ole Miss, I think, like, most of the campus is a member of some kind of Greek organization. Right. But, again, like, if I was going to college now, would I do it? Probably not. Yeah, I don't think I would. And I, I loved Kyo. I really, I, like, was really involved in Rush for them. I even, like, helped with Rush after I'd graduated. Um, but if I went to a smaller school, I probably wouldn't. And I think... I, I mean, I can't really speak to how sororities are doing now, but I think sororities are doing maybe a better job than fraternities are being a little bit more inclusive, but I can't promise that. I, do, I, I mean, I'm totally out of touch with what's going on with that scene. Now. I will say, I, I think in 2020, like, I can't imagine 
what we were doing in 2007, it would like sit well in 2020. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. just based on um, like what, you know, if you look at the like complete makeup of who was in fraternities and stories, we weren't like very yeah. the, diverse or anything like that. Since this person asked about hazing, uh, look, hazing was brutal. I'm not going to lie. Like, it was tough. Are people still hazing, though? Like, I feel like people are yeah. just getting in trouble for that. I feel like it's not as bad as it was. Um, maybe it is. I don't, I don't really know. But it was brutal. Like, it, I almost quit a couple of times because I, I can't do this anymore. Like, like the, sororities don't I, do that. Or, like, at it's Texas. It's like mental warfare. I mean, it was yeah. it was awful. I thought you were in a non-hazing fraternity. <laughs> oh, no. We're very much a pro-hazing <laughs> fraternity. It sucked. Yeah. I mean, it sucked. Yeah. My I, bo- I remember some of the stuff that my guy friend said to oh, do. It's it, awful. It, they would just like they would just break your will. It was just, it was tough. Oh, K Cafe. Yeah, but your brother's for life, dude. I can still smell the K Cafe. Oh, I, it, mm. I can, So that's a that's just a thing across all K A, huh? I Y'all don't know. do bows and toes. But I, oh yeah, my I had buddies that were K A's and they had K A Cafe and they did it at one of our friends' houses and completely ruined the living room of one of our friends' houses. Oh yeah, we. When we did K Cafe, there was a, a trash can in the middle of us for vomit, and it was pretty much filled up at the end of it. The only time I got hazed was when I was a fraternity sweetheart, and we got hazed that night, and it was still terrible because I was drinking warm Shiner beer. That's oh. so tame, though. I know that that's very tame, but it was not fun. I had to eat a, a live fish that was like eight <laughs> inches long. I, I will thing? say this. I think it's yeah. going to be different for our kids. Like, Texas has a lot of social groups that I think had I waited and not joined a sorority, I would have joined some of these like social clubs, things like that, that are a little bit more of like wider interest, like co-ed, et cetera. So that you get like kind of a bigger array of man. I'm totally out of touch with, with all that these days, but I mean, it does, it did help. I absolutely made friends because of it. Yeah. It was, yeah, It, it, it's not really fair for me to say I regret it because of, you know, I don't because I have a ton of great friends and I'm I'm doing this job because of it and all that stuff. But it's weird though. I think Texas and I don't know how it is at Texas State. Um, I think the the guys all are still very much friends with the guys they were fraternity brothers with and like would say like I was a so and so at Texas. If you like talk to any of my college girlfriends, like we're like oh I was a whatever. If yeah. somebody asked me. <clears throat> And like I don't talk to any of those people anymore. The like, whole, yeah, the whole like you're my brother thing. It always made me super uncomfortable. Like, dude, <laughs> there's this guy. Like the night that I started, like I accepted my bed and I became a pledge. This one of my pledge brothers. It, it, the first night's fun. You just they just like give you whiskey and we we went out and camp like campfire. Basically, it was fun. But this dude, I won't name him. He was like he put his arm around me. We were drinking. He's like, dude, you're my brother now. You're like, I just want to be like, look, if it wasn't for this, I would literally hate you. Like, <laughs> I want nothing to do Get with away you. You're me. not my brother. Yeah. We're just part of the same organization. Stay away from me. And it, that stuff really made me uncomfortable. And it's just really hokey and corny to me. I yeah. don't know. I, I, it totally depends on the school, what, yeah. what organization it is. Like, I don't know who's like joining it with you. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot yeah. of people, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, it depends. I mean, it it does some good. It does some bad. It's like, just... Kyle legitimately, like, we did a lot of philanthropic things. 
Yeah. And that was great. And like we half fast every like mandatory philanthropic right. thing we had to do. And we I really enjoyed Rush. I think um I can't imagine that Rush was fun this year being freaking virtual. That had to suck. Yeah. D- here's a question. Uh-huh. If you're thinking of going into if you're in the business school, mm-hmm. you're going to get better connections out of a fraternity than if you're like doing something maybe a little more on the creative side. I like feel like liberal arts or something. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like if your resume like has like if you're if you have say you have a creative resume and you're trying to apply for like a creative job of some sort, like I feel like being in a fraternity at that point might do more harm on you yeah. than good. Yeah. And so like, and I know that like a lot of fraternities, I don't know the logistics of it for obvious reasons. But I know that the networking within them is a great asset. Yes, it is. And it might be worth paying for. Yeah. But but if you're going into an industry that it, that doesn't matter, yeah. then, who, then who cares? Like they don't like, care that you're a Sigma you just, like you just want to party. Yeah. Which is fine if, if you just want to party. I'm not going to hate on that. Like it's a, good, it's a good way to meet people and have a lot of fun. It really is. It's way more fun to party at a fraternity party if you're either in the fraternity or boys with everybody in the fraternity as opposed to going to a fraternity party where you know nobody and you're just there partying. Yeah. The key is to have really good friends who are in a fraternity so you get to do all the fun shit that, that goes along with being in fraternity without all the bullshit mm-hmm. you don't have to play you don't have to pay dues all that stuff you just get to hang out every now and then and go to parties that's key it's like having a friend with a boat don't, yeah. own, don't own the boat don't own the boat just, <laughs> just be friends friend. with them yeah. have a friend with a boat luckily your friend in the fraternity definitely has a boat <laughs> yeah, yeah someone does he <laughs> uh, owns a car dealership too alright let's do the last one voicemail final one here we go What up, Dill, Sal, Dave? Uh, quick question. My girlfriend and I just moved in together, and uh, I have a dog from a previous relationship, but my girlfriend and I have been together uh, for over a year now, so she knows my dog pretty well. Um, and I was just wondering, since we live together, and uh, dog food is pretty expensive and whatnot, and vet bills and it's been about a year of my current girlfriend knowing my dog and taking care of her is it okay to split the bills with her for the dog um even though i purchased the dog two years prior to meeting her um full disclosure she does make a little bit more money than i do right now um i'm not in any trouble for cash it's just kind of uh, $60 a week for food, toys, and all that kind of adds up. So is it okay to just split that down the middle, or do I just ask for a little bit? Anyway, uh, let me know. Thanks. First of all, it doesn't cost $60 a week for food and toys. It does if you're feeding your dog organic food like we are to Rosie. You'll spend 60 bucks a week on no, dog food? No, it's less than that. Okay. That's, that's a lot of money. Um, maybe this dog is giant and it's like <laughs> eating a bag a week. Uh, am I crazy for thinking this is an asinine thing to bring up with your current girlfriend? You uh, got the dog with your ex. I wholeheartedly agree with you. Okay. Until you're married, uh, she's right. not paying for the dog. Right. The, do they? Did he say they live together? They live they together. Just, they just moved in together. Okay. I mean, I think I'm it, not saying she should pay anything, but like living together is a step in the direction of her paying for stuff. But I don't think she pays for anything. I mean, maybe she's like happens to be at the store. Like, hey, do you mind picking up dog food? And maybe you don't offer to like pay her back this one time or something like that's not a huge like see deal. If she, see if she Venmo's you later. For yeah. It. But if to straight up be like, hey, do you mind splitting like the cost? Like, no, you got that. You've had this dog for three, two years and you purchased it with your ex-girlfriend. I'm not going to split 
it just seems weird to me. I would just I would never bring it up. If she offered, then that's different. Right. But I, I would not bring this up. I mean, if she loves the dog like it's her own, then I feel like she would naturally just start doing that. Right. But, but I'd, I'm not sure what the dynamic is here. Yeah. I, you don't. I don't. Yeah, I think I don't think so. I'm either. thinking about my sister right now. Her dog Buckley, who's 10 years old, and she's she's she owned the dog. She always had the dog, but she's had very serious boyfriends who have interacted with the dog. She's always paid for the dog. Like Buckley is her dog. I guess if she got married and Buckley was still around, then like maybe her husband would be paying for it. But like, and she's like lived with people and they haven't paid for the dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially because you got it with an ex. Like, it is your dog and it's great that your girlfriend's close with your dog, but she doesn't owe you anything. No. Because also, if you break up, who's getting the dog? You're keeping the dog. Right. Like if you're splitting the dog evenly, like she has claimed to it at that point. Can you make a parallel to um, inserting a child into the situation instead of a dog? Like if you have if you like if I started dating someone and we moved in together, like, hey, can you mind splitting bills with like Parks is like food bill? Like I that would be very awkward. (laughs) (laughs) You can't do that. I would. But if we Very were to get married one day and that. that became her stepson, that's totally different. Exactly. Deal. But, but I can't like, be if like, you're like, hey, Parks hey, needs to Parks go get needs... a flu shot. Can you pay for that? Parks like, needs a haircut before school. Like, can you mind like Venmoing me fifteen bucks for it? Like, it just doesn't work like that. I agree. Okay. If I know she, it's more if she wants to throw a bone at you, pun intended, great. Like, let her. Yeah. But you don't need to ask her for anything. Bone. I get it. Like a dog bone. Will. Yeah. Get it. Uh huh. If he is strapped for cash, he did say that she's making more. You might ask if she can just help cover stuff for like a little bit until you can get back. But like, I still don't think that's enough of a reason to even try to entertain this. Minus vet bills, like caring for a dog, it doesn't cost that much money. I agree. Correct. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think, I don't think people realize before they get a dog how much it does cost. But once it's a part of your life, you don't, I don't at least, I don't consider those costs to be an annoyance because it's like, it's my dog. Yeah. Like, I love it like a kid. I'm going to pay what I need to pay in order to make sure that this dog has a good life. Yeah. Or, I mean, not a, not, like, not a good life, but just a, a, not a shitty life. Well, also, like, large. yeah, you bought the dog. You're responsible for the dog. Yeah. <sighs> Folks, we're finished. Do you, you guys f- not do bonus questions anymore? What's the deal? I mean, I always put it on the table, but it's, it's not a, a must. I mean, that no. was a full episode. That was a good one. We don't yeah, need we a bonus. I mean, if you want to throw like an one hour. at us, feel free. But do you have one? No. Okay, Let's Sally, do you? Sal did. did you guys have fun? Always. Fun. Good. The hotline number, once again, 888-362-6245 or write in at the link in the Twitter bio, at Mail and Podcast. We'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. Bye.